Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about i'll start by just if you you can indulge me ian and listener i'm going to give you an example now of memory cheating okay right so up until we were just about to go back to this story and uh, review it for this podcast my abiding memories of this story is this along with the dalek story from old sylvester were the two that I kept after recording them off the TV. All the other ones I, 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 I recorded over them because what a lot of crap. Yeah. And Presumably we just white noise. Yeah, like, yeah that, that, that's an improvement. Yeah. yeah, and I can remember my memory of that initial VHS recording is yeah. watching it every so often, wanting to like it because here we are, have a current Doctor Who story with Cybermen and I think... I, I was into Cybermen because of the, my memories of Revenge of the Cybermen and yeah. the Cybermen stories in Doctor Who Monthly. So I wanted to like it, right? Yeah. And uh, my memory has just <laughs> been very puzzled by it, right? That's memory number yeah. one. Memory number two is when I bought the box set where you get Revenge of the Cybermen and Silver Nemesis. Yes. Yeah. The, the and DVD box. Yes, yeah. And watching Revenge of the Cybermen, then watching Silver Nemesis, and thinking this is rubbish, and promptly, immediately selling Silver Nemesis on eBay. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's that. And now my memory now after watching it is, this story is far far worse than I can remember in those other two memories of owning it. Yeah. Did you have to buy this again then? Yeah. God, that's yeah. what, oh, that's just twisting the knife in, isn't it? Yeah, no. I've had to buy it again, yeah. so I've had to buy that box set again. So if anybody oh, wants man. a pristine mint sealed Revenge of the Cybermen, I don't need it. So you know, we should, so. we should do a little competition. Tell, tell us if you if you like uh, if you like Silver Nemesis. Tell us on Facebook why you like it, and the one that's that's least believable because <laughs> I can't imagine anyone gets it. it. <laughs> gets it, yeah. Thing, yeah. A competition. Yeah. <coughs> so, that, so that's it then. That's my that's yes. my memory of it. What's your memory thinking so, back on it? So I, this is this is one where because we we often get duff stories, but I think this one is doubly doubly uh, sort of disappointing because all the elements should work, shouldn't they? You've got Cybermen, you've got Nazis, you've got uh, time travel, you've got living metal, you've got Skinheads. Skinheads. Okay. <laughs> um, but all these things should work. And my, my, I remember watching it <clears throat> uh, when it was on live. Well, you know what I mean, not live. Yeah. But it, when it was first upon broadcast. transmission. Yeah, upon transmission. Yep. Yeah. And um, I remember being sort of v- vaguely disappointed in it because I thought, hang on, this is the same story as the Daleks one a couple of stories back. And then as as the episodes go on, I think the first episode is the least terrible out of the three. And I find that a lot with Sylvester McCoy stories, where you think, okay, this has got promise, this could... Oh, it's gone rotten. Mm. Um, and then 
they there was this big um, sort of rumor that oh it, it was the way it was edited ruined this it was actually a, a work of genius and it had so many layers it was the editing and they would go we there's so much extra footage and if that was put back in oh you this would be up there with the classics this would you know be like Caves of Androzani and things like that and then they um, to be fair to sort of Jay and Tuna, they they re-edited it and they did the special edition on VHS in this god awful shiny green cover, which it, I don't understand. And um, I thought, excellent, go and, go and buy it on VHS, watch that. No, it's just it's just more drivel. Mm. It doesn't add anything to it. It detracts from it because it's longer. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's one of, it's one of my blue uh, one of my DVDs that I've purchased because I'm a horrible completist. Never watched until you chose it. it so you haven't enough. seen it since 1988? Yeah, since whenever that VHS came out. Um, so I, I'm like you. I think this is much, much worse than I remembered it. I think it's aged appallingly. Um, and it, it sort of casts doubt on the competency of anyone involved in this programme. Hmm. I mean, you know, for this podcast, I had to watch the extras oh, to, okay. to glean information. And, and from what I can gather, and I just find this staggering to, to comprehend, that the Doctor Who production office knew that the 25th anniversary was coming up. They wanted an anniversary story. They couldn't find any writer to write it. So they offer it to this writer who had yeah. only ever seen two episodes of Doctor Who before didn't like science fiction and didn't have a clue what to propose as the story and he made it up on his journey to go and see John John Nathan Turner. Yeah, this, this does feel like a Doctor Who story written by someone that has no clue what Doctor Who is and has been given. Um, the Sidemen are there. Uh, gold is their weakness. Uh, okay. Uh, Nazis are there. They're after this. Uh, okay. Yeah, it, <clears throat> there's no passion in this whatsoever. Um, and yeah, I, and I, I think it wasn't his original draft. I'm not sure it even contained the Cybermen, and they shoehorned the Cyber they, Cybermen yeah. were added when John Nathan yes. Turner went. Oh, yeah. it's Silver Anniversary. Yeah. We got to have something Silver. That's that's the level of this, isn't it? Yeah, that's the level of this. The Cybermen bring nothing to this story. Nope. In fact, no one brings anything. But the Cyber, they could be any. You could slot in any Doctor Who villain. Any well, any brand new. You could create a brand yeah. new villain yeah. who is who are after the nemesis as well. But yeah. also, this is the pitch, if if it's to be believed, that he sat down and, and he said, right, uh, that that the basis of this story is who is the Doctor, and this is the start of the whole mystery of this yeah. Machiavellian oh. Doctor and everything. And the uh, the final payoff was going to be that he is actually God. The Doctor God was going to be God. It, it, that's just mental, isn't it? I mean, at what point? He should have been shown the door at yeah. that point. It's yeah. like, no, thank you. Next. I, I, I'll, I'll stick up for JMT over a lot of stuff, but I think by this point in the show's history, and perhaps a couple of seasons earlier, I think, in fact, most of the Sylvester McCoy, he had no interest in it, did he? He was just going through the motions. They had 25 minutes to fill, and he got a paycheck at the end of it. And sadly, I think that's that sort of sums up the McCoy era for me mm. um, and, and normally normally you can sort of find things to like I mean there, there's a couple of performances that I think are okay in this 
But almost everyone else, I mean, Sylvester McCoy is not good in this. Did he realise how shonky this script was and just decided to, to play it up? I don't remember being this yeah. irritated by him in the other two yeah. times when I've watched it before. I think it maybe this is the podcast that has done this, that I'm I, I'm reevaluating yeah, yeah. each doctor, and I, I I think I'm harder on old Sylvester than I used to be. Yeah, because I, he's I terrible in true. this. He, he is not he is not good at all in this. Um, it, yeah, it it's not a it's not a good story. This one. Shall we start? Yeah, let, let's let's get going. Where did that come from? I couldn't see. A Cyberman killed with an arrow, but that's ludicrous. Unless, of course, the head's made of gold. That's real gold? Yeah, it's the only substance to which they're vulnerable. Classic. Ah! Gold dipped in poison. Maybe Penfort's calling card. I really think we should be getting out of here, ah, Doctor. I really think you're right. <laughs> My lady... Who is that little man? Oh, glorious evil. It is he. No! It's only chance. And leave the statue? The statue alone is useless to them. And the boy's ours. Get it. Yeah, so written by Kevin Clark, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. Uh, new to everything. JNT had this weird thing where he didn't want he didn't want he didn't want to work with anyone that that was deemed to know more than him. So he didn't like established writers, he didn't like established produ- uh, directors, he did he liked new people. Like presumably that he could boss around. He could boss around, yeah. Um, <coughs> which is is very weird because evidently, according to uh, Eric Sayward, who I, I agree is not entirely unbiased, um, he would then show no interest in the scripts. Hmm. So it's always why why are you doing this? Just hire some good writers, you know. Um, but yeah, it it's downhill from the first scene, isn't it? Because <coughs> the first scene is these god awful cliched Nazis. <laughs> Um, and I, did, did did they? Because they they're, they're in Brazil or South America. Or no, they're least. not. Well, they're, yeah, they're they're in front of a, a terrible. Um, it's a villa in West visit. Sussex. Yeah, that's where they are. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and they yeah they're sort of so. Um, De Flores, the 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 cliche Nazi Anton Different. I know Anton Different after making this and during making this was so disparaging. He was. Um, and I remember <laughs> at the time reading about this and thinking, "Come off it, mate! You've you've taken the money. Show a bit of a bit of decorum and that." Now I think no, you're you're absolutely right. You're a good actor. You've appeared in good stuff. You know this is shit. Mm. Um, but yeah, he he said the script was awful. No one knew what any of the motivations were for anyone. No one understood it, and it's like, yeah, you you can see this, but they're so terribly cliched in the writing, aren't they? It's like uh, the Fourth Reich. Hey, we want this. Oh, we're Aryan Superman. Ah. And <laughs> it's really weird because they go off. They say we're we're going to England. Yeah, guten Tag. <laughs> and they're all wearing their combat gear, and then they arrive in England in their, in combat, their combat, combat gear. gear. Did they go through the airport like that? That's my question for when they appear. It's <laughs> yeah. like, how did they get through customs yeah. like this? I want, that's the scenes I want to see. Them queued up at 
Yeah. Are they guns? Nine! Nine! <laughs> and, and as bad as the, all the forthright yeah. stuff is, we, we've been spared an awful lot more, but John Nathan Turner wanted it taken out. There were more references to Nazism. Yeah. There was references to how old De Flores knew Hitler, but he asked them all to be taken out. It's bizarre, isn't it? Why, why use the Nazis? I mean, they, they, they make some sort of half-assed thing of saying, oh, the Nazis, they believe in the uh, Ubermensch um, and the Cybermen are the are the gods. It's so embarrassing that scene later on when he's going, we are the supermen, but you are the gods. And he's, you've got these three tatty sidemen <laughs> stood in the woods as if they'd just been like taking a pee by the tree or something. It's like, oh, what's it? Oh God, it's awful. Um, I don't get this thing as well at the beginning that there's some sort of mirroring because when we, we see De Flores and he's trying to kill a bird yes. with a bow and arrow and then we see uh, Lady Painful and she's trying to kill a bird with a bow and arrow. It's like, what is it? What, have I missed something? What's this, yeah, this is the, bookending yeah, meant to be? It's just that. It, it, yeah. it's, uh, and it's just not very good, is it? You know? it, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I in episode one, I think Lady Painful is... I'm always trouble with their name. Lady P. Lady, Lady Penelope. Penelope. Yeah. She, I think she's all right in episode one, but when she goes into where she's got to start acting mad, it's very embarrassing. I remember her, she was in a, a comedy series, um, No Place Like Home, I think it was called, with William Gaunt, wasn't she? She, yeah. was, she was the comedy kooky neighbour. Um, and this is the sort of level that she does. So I think episode one, she's all right. Her, the guy she's with, I've forgotten his name. Baldrick. Baldrick. I think he's really good. He's, he's good at he's, the end. Yeah. yeah, he's a bit bit cliched at the beginning. He does get better, but I I, I quite enjoyed his performance. Um, but I've I, I'm just I know later on they wreck on all of this to say it was Fenric. Do it so she wasn't magic. It was Fenric, but that wasn't what how it was written, and. They didn't mean that. So this is this is the show that goes. Magic is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. The time travel yeah. is. She's got a rudimentary knowledge of time travel, aided with black magic. Yeah, black magic. Mm. Oh, John Pertwee must have been rolling in his grave. Yeah, she. This this lady Penelope. Yeah. Right. The problem I've got with her is that god awful wig she's wearing with those yes. horrible horrible yeah. curls. Yeah, like that reminds me of. Um, uh, of uh, Mel, you know, um, when she was uh, um, in Just William, she was yes. the Violet Elizabeth. Oh, do you think there's a reference to that? Oh. Could be. Yeah. But, but, of course, this is Fiona Walker, and Fiona Walker is in one of your favourite Doctor Who stories. Yes, that's true, yeah. She's, she, in, she, she's yeah. Carla in The Keys of Marinus. Yeah. But and now she's in this. <laughs> she, she, didn't, she didn't mature well, did she? No. So, Lady Penelope, right? She's got an old codger there. That old codger I saw actually went up for the role of the first Doctor. That old boy. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, he says that the comet Nemesis will crash to the Earth where it originally departed, the meadow outside. Yeah, Yeah, on the 23rd of November, 1988. Yes. So, this statue uh, has been launched... And every 25 years, it, it orbits the Earth and causes devastation. Okay, um, but yeah, the the orbit is decaying and it's going to land in 1988. Now she said, and they they make a big point saying, 
Um, it's just outside. So she's looking out the window, and it's, yes. like, it's just it's just in the field, just by the window there. Yep. But it lands on a disused airfield. No, no. We are supposed to believe that when they're in, you know, 1988, and it's now a yeah. tea room. When she looks out that window, she is seeing that disused gas works. Yes, yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. There's burnt out cars on it. Yes, yes. It looks yeah. like the Top Gear test track to we me. We are led to believe that that is yeah. part of Windsor. Yes, none of none of this looks like Windsor. If you've nope. ever been to Windsor, it's generally not rolling fields. No, it's not. You know, um, yeah, because they they she tra managed to travel through time after killing the old fella, um, and they materialise in her room, but it's now a tea room. So I'm presuming her stately home is like a, a you know a, a trust version. English heritage. Going, yeah, English heritage. They generally don't then sell the gardens to put hangers on. <laughs> it is shoddy, isn't it? It it's, is. Yeah, the, the, the spatial displacement in all of this makes no sense. We'll get to it later on when they go to Windsor Castle. <laughs> Windsor Castle. Have they ever been there? Yeah, um, but, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, and we've got we've to address this every time it comes back. But, yes, we find yeah. out that, you know, it had been launched from just outside her window... Yes. Prior to us seeing the old codger, right? Yes. And that, we've got to come back and discuss this soon, all right? Yeah. But if yeah, we remember that for now, all right? Yeah, because the, 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 the Nazis have got part of this statue, haven't they? They've got a bow, which looks like it's from Poundland. It literally looks like one of those sucker bows you used to get as a kid. When that front yeah. axle, axial yeah. lighting or whatever you call it, isn't shining on it yeah. it does look like something <laughs> it's from Poundland. yeah it, it's terrible and then we we see the comet that they're mentioning and it looks like a baked potato uh, with it's awful i've got it's crap terrible. silver bow yeah. crap comet shot yeah yeah um and then off we go with the self-indulgent nonsense kevin clark likes the jacobean period so he puts yeah. them in he likes jazz so he yeah, puts this, jazz in this is purely the writer goes I, I really want to meet Courtney Pine. Mm. Let's pay to have Courtney Pine because the doctor's at a jazz recital. It, it's awful. It's the worst kind of of stunt casting. We we often despise JNT for stunt casting. This is purely so that they can go on the paper and say Courtney Pine is in Doctor Who tonight. Yeah, um, that's all it is. Yeah, it's it's terrible. And it, oh, and we get the doctor so halfway through the doctor's alarm goes off on his watch and he gets his watch out and it's a piece of shit <laughs> it, it's a it's a cheap pocket watch that they've put a digital watch in they obviously absolutely. thinking well digital watches are futuristic no they're not they no. weren't then no that was mike tucker yeah. who did that was that's it? a mike oh, tucker mike, mate you're, you're better than that <laughs> I hope you only had five minutes and you had to nip to Poundland. Yes. That could explain this entire show. That might have been it? his own watch. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah, his alarm goes off, but he can't remember why he yeah. set it. When, when do you think he set this reminder? Well, it must have been back when he was there in 1638. But was he there as Sylvester McCoy? Does Does Lady Penelope ever say anything about, oh, you've Do, regenerated? I think she says something about, I see you're still a little man. Which, so it could be the second Doctor then? Yeah, poss possibly. I can't see the second Doctor having that horrible, shitty watch, though. Yeah, but if he um, did have that horrible, shitty watch, he's kept it with him all this time through every incarnation of the Doctor. Yeah, which we know he hasn't. 
And no. this this thing of the doctor forgetting forgetting to set it, he he doesn't know what the alarm's for. But then in episode three they retcon it to say, oh no, this was my plan all along. Yeah. And it's like, and then we get a hilarious scene where um, Lady Painful, Lady Penelope, and uh, Baldrick, they've crept out the window, and so they're immediately on this uh, this um, airfield, disused airfield, and the police <laughs> turn up because the comet's crash landed there, and they're they're hiding in plain sight in a bush. I've got a question here somewhere. Nobody spots them. They're yeah. walking around in Jacobean clothing up up the high street. And nobody pays any attention to them. The police so, don't yeah. see them in the bush. To be fair, we, uh, if you ever go to visit Chester, you'll see lots of people wandering about in Roman gear. But um, perhaps they thought it was that, like reenactors or something. Mm. Um, oh, we've yeah. got ahead of ourselves. I've yeah. just seen in our notes. Before they go forward in time, we've got these two blokes who follow the Doctor and Ace. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. And shoot at them. Now, Oh, God, that's so pointless. I've forgotten... It's not that made clear, happened. but presumably these are Cyberman agents because they're wearing yes. like headphones, so that's their controlling gear, isn't it? Yeah, but they're really happy, aren't they? Yeah, they're they... laughing and smiling throughout all of this. Um, but yeah, they start weirdly. They start shooting at the Doctor about ten yards from the Courtney Pine concert. Yes, but no one notices. Um, so the Doctor escape. Doctor and Ace escape by jumping in the river, or their stunt people do. Um, and then when they're getting out, and oh. this this is terrible. There's so much ADR work that is terrible in this. So as they're getting out, Ace or the Doctor, they start speaking. It's like, yeah, they're not speaking. And this happens throughout all three episodes. It's like they just overdub stuff. Yeah. It's so weird. But also at that moment, you've got gurning from the Doctor, and you've got Ace yeah. pulling that bloody stupid face, and it's like... Uh... Awful. Um, yeah, so they the doc the doctor decides that he needs to find out what why the alarm's gone off, and so he brings out this awful ghetto blaster that he's built to replace the one that the Daleks destroyed. That was Aces. It looks awful. And Apparently, so Coins insists on doing this. He's no Avon, is he? He can't operate fake controls. You don't believe it for one second. No, he's I... flicking switches and pressing things. Like, I saw somewhere that it was meant to have a, a Zygon style to it. Oh, right. I don't know who came up with that. If Kevin Clark has never watched it, maybe uh, yeah. maybe he did watch a, a a Zygon episode. Well, the Zygons were renowned for being fans of the Ghetto Blast, didn't they? Yes, well, that's where he got it from. And yeah. that's when Lady Penelope and Baldrick that's travel the, forward yes. in time in that really crap way, screaming as they go. Yeah, and we get we get the one line that I thought, okay, that I appreciate it. I'm a, I like a good pun. And when he's saying about that he, he was uh, up before the magistrates and she goes, have the courage of your conviction. I thought, okay, that's clever. Well done. I, you know, one good line out of three episodes. Yeah, that's not much though, is it? It's not a lot, is no. it? Um, yeah, and we find out at that point that the Doctor has set the alarm in 1638. So when he launched the Nemesis in 1638, yep. he set an alarm clock. Don't forget to be back on the 23rd of November 1988 because that's yes. when it's going to return and crash back into this meadow, yes? Yeah, and this is vitally important because the Earth could be destroyed, but all he does is sets an alarm on his watch. He doesn't even, like, put an Outlook reminder in well, there to say what it's for. When he's realised that, that's when he goes off to Windsor yes. to get the bow. 
Well, why didn't he just do that back in 1638? He's got a time machine. Why, why yeah. wait until 1988? Because what, yeah, what we need is filler. Um, yeah, this is all pure filler. So, yeah, he, he decides to go back to... Uh, or go to Windsor to get the bow because it was given as a gift to Queen Victoria or something. And so it should still be in the thing. So they go to... Um, I think, was it Arundel? It is Which Arundel. Looks, looks yeah. amazingly totally unlike Windsor. Yes. Um, and it's nice that um, the brigadier's in this one, because he's in the crowd. Yeah, the yeah, as is. And, and Ver Lorimer is the yeah. uh, is the commentator, yeah. the show show guide. Um, and Kevin Clark's in there yeah. as well. And oh. um, I don't often swear on this show, and I do apologise to my wife who's in the next room, but what I've written down here when they go you know, to Windsor... Yeah. <clears throat> Apologies, wife. Fucking stupid Sylvester hurting his finger on the oh, stuffed bear. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he comes out the TARDIS and immediately into pantomime mode. Oh. oh it's just terrible. Yeah. Um, My wife has just said it's outrageous. I don't know if she's saying it's outrageous that I just swore or the notion of Sylvester McCoy did, did she watch pratting it around. No, she did not watch it with me. I, no. I, I love her too much for her to uh, suffer that uh, torture. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's when the comet flies across the sky in a really, really bad effect oh, terrible, and terrible. crashes at crashes, the. Yeah. It's a disused gasworks. It does look like an airfield. Yeah. I don't blame you for thinking yeah. it's an airfield, but that's it's a disused gasworks. Yeah. It certainly doesn't look like the front garden of a stately home. No, no. Do you and know where that is, by the way? Oh, I have no idea. It'd be somewhere it, cheap, and yeah. close to. It, BBC it's where the Millennium Dome is now. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of the car park area yeah. for the Millennium Dome, that uh, actual bit now. Hmm. Um, so, no expense considered on this one. <laughs> not at all. So the Doctor and Ace feel it land, and somehow the yeah. Doctor knows that it's the nemesis. Well, so here we go. Because he's so much more than a time lord. That, that's what I mean. Here we go. Yeah. So, so yeah. we've just established that he set the alarm, but he doesn't remember yeah. why. That begs begs his, comf- his um, competence into question. Now it all comes flooding back, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. 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 And he, d- oh, Sylvester McCoy does this horrible, bitter acting. You know, like he's angry. Oh, and it's his angry acting. It. We've yeah, said this before. Sylvester, at this point in his career, equated snarling and yes. angry equals intense acting. And it's not. It just comes across as it's um, stupid. It's <laughs> amdram. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I meant here because I've got the bows gone, so they go back to 1638. More prattin' about from Sylvester. I don't know yeah. what examples you might be able to conjure up from your oh, memory. I think I blanked it. Yeah, he's doing stuff with the chessboard. Oh, so yeah. He later say, oh, that shows it was Fenric. Really? Mm. Uh, and then he's he's doing stuff with Ace. And, um, yeah, it's... The, again, total filler. He goes back... They sees that they, Lady Painfort has uh, killed the, the um, mathematician guy. And then they just leave. Mm. It's, well, it's not good. Well, other questions in this segment is that, you know, we find out that the bow belongs to a statue of Lady Penelope, which is made from a metal in a comet that landed in the meadow outside. Yeah. Who made it then? I Well, I... I I don't know because the doc, the, it can reform itself because it turns oh, out it's Oh yes, it does. Says I've taken on many yeah. forms, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I'm presuming it, um, it does itself. I don't know why it decided to to look like a, an extra in a Halloween mask, um, to be honest. But yeah, it, I, I'm presuming that 
I mean, I suppose the doctor must have said to do it. But why, why, why would he say, mould yourself like Lady P? Or perhaps the Nemesis statue? I don't know. They don't bother telling us any of this. I don't know. So the, the big question I've got at this moment is yeah. that when the doctor says that he knows Lady Penelope has travelled to 1988. Yeah. So, but we've just seen her travel to 1988, but, but he met Lady Penelope and had the whole launching of the Nemesis some in months six, before yeah. that. Yeah, so, so it was, was the original timeline. The Doctor's there battling Lady P, uh, launches the statue to get out of her hands. Then what, did he just go, yeah, wash my hands now, I'm finished here. Yeah, I'll come back in 1988. Yeah. But yeah. somehow he knows Lady P a few months has later, time, has time travel. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how, other than we've only got three episodes and they need to get the plot moving. But like I say, all of this is filler. Mm. There's, there's, we learn really nothing about anything no. in this stuff. And it's at that point, yeah. that's where, you know, she and Dick are, yes. um, you know, standing in a bush watching the policemen yeah. who don't notice them. I love these policemen. They're, they look so incompetent and out of their depths, don't they? They're just like extras wandering about. No one told them what to do. They're just wandering about like, are we meant to be doing anything? I don't know. Here's another then, question, yeah, right? Because they, they just, they're just about to be gassed by yes. these things that come out of the ground. Yeah. Um, now, originally, they were meant to be Cybermats. Okay. Right? Oh, but for some that. reason, they changed it to these tubes that gas them. So Budget. this is a trap the Cybermen yes. have laid. So the How Cybermen do they know about this. Yeah, there you go. The Cybermen know that the Nemesis is going to crash in that meadow. Yeah. Which looks like uh, an on airfield. This on yeah. this date. So they get there beforehand. Yep. Plant these things under the ground to gas anyone who might be there when it does arrive. Yes. And they get those two blokes and mind control them with their headphone sets. Because they know the Doctor's going to arrive as yeah. well, and therefore you've got to kill the Doctor to get him out. How do the Cybermen know all this? I don't know. Also, isn't it remarkably lucky that when that alarm went off, the Doctor's in 1988? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, the TARDIS goes to Windsor Castle. Well, sorry, Arundel Castle. Yes. And I've put, again, sorry about my swearing, a shit, shit, shit moment with the Queen and oh. Sylvester pratting about again. But this, this whole sequence makes no sense. So they land outside the castle and walk up to it, again showing us that Windsor is very, very much um, rolling downs. Yes. Um, then they, they, they just wander into the Queen's restricted bits, wander past her, then they get caught by security, and the security's like, what are you doing here? You're... And then the next scene is them leaving. Yeah. How did they get away? Yeah. It, is that what the, the Queen's security... No wonder she keeps getting nutters going up to her. If their security is, you shouldn't be here. Oh, okay. Off you go, then. Oh. The worst is the... Um, oh, that lady looks familiar. I'm sure I know her. Yes. You know, gets pulled round the corner and jumps yeah. back out again. It's bloody pantomime again, isn't it? But the trouble is, as well, they, they use that... Um, the, the woman that always plays the Queen. She looks nothing like the Queen. No, never did. You know, never did. I never understood how she got a career out of this. The Corgi looks more like the Queen yeah. than she does. Yeah, because yeah. the Queen, that's all the Queen does, isn't it? It's Walker Corgis. Yeah. Um, so, Lady P, she wants revenge on the Doctor, who she yes. knows will arrive soon. So, 
whenever they last met, she knows somehow that the doctor's going to be there when Nemesis comes back in 1988. Yes? yes? That's yeah, why I'm she's presuming, gone to 1988. Yeah, I'm presuming he must have said to her, I've launched the Nemesis off, see you in 1988. Why didn't he just stop her then? Yes, yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that's the point where the Nazis arrive in, in some <coughs> old builder's yes. van. Yeah, in an old builder's van, in full uniform, with oozes. Yeah, and I put, how did they get in the country? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, they're also the most incompetent Nazis in history. Um, and at this, I think this is the point, this early, so only a second scene, this is the point where Anton Diffin just gave up. Yeah. He puts no effort into his line delivery on this. Or he just doesn't understand yeah. what on yeah, earth he he's might, saying yeah, he or what he's doing. Yeah. Mm. So they put the bow on the nemesis, but we find out De Flores needs the arrow as well. You need all three yeah. bits, don't you? Yes. Um, and that's when the Doctor and Ace arrive, because somehow they got away from the security people. Yeah, they just, just they let them go. Um, uh, yeah, and then episode one... Uh, ends because the, the the Nazis are just about to kill Ace as Nazis want to do um, but then this terrible terrible ship model appears in the sky that was paint box by the way oh, that awful. is paint box yeah. <laughs> it, I, I remember in, in the making of they were so proud that they used a helicopter to blow the, the ground and then yeah. used paint box to put this spaceship over it it doesn't. It's it's terrible. It's a terrible effect, um, and the music is awful. I yeah. mean, the the, the music in uh, in Sylvester McCoy's era is generally awful. This one is especially awful. I think this is the same music as in the Dalek one, isn't it? May it? Well this be, frantic yeah. music, and when the Cybermen start coming out the spaceship. This is what's weird, isn't it? We're only two episodes from that quite excellent Dalek one. It's, it's weird to think this is... Because you feel like... You watch it out of order and you think, oh, yeah, some of the Sylvester McCoy seasons were bad. Then you think, hang on, this is actually just two episodes away from yeah. a good one. So they showed one. They, yeah, they could do it. They just... I don't think anyone cares at this point. Yeah. Um, and but, yeah, episode one ends and we all went, hooray! Yeah, I've, I've put Cybermen... Uh, that yeah. In, oh, in, yeah, in, shiny buggers. Yeah, but I put Cybermen in quotation marks because, you know, yeah. A says, what are they? Cybermen goes to the Doctor. Snarling equals acting, yeah. I put. Yeah, Cybermen, yeah. So part two, really shit gunfight, I've put. Yeah, terrible. And what, suddenly there's loads of burnt-out cars. Like, it's burnt-out minis. <laughs> yes. And what? what? This, this na the National Trust has really let their standards <laughs> down. <laughs> And uh, Lady P kills a Cyberman with a gold tip arrow. Yes. Now, yeah. why has she got a gold tip arrow? I don't. I'm. I'm presuming the Doctor in sixteen nickety nick when I'll see you in nineteen eighty eight. Probably the Cybermen will turn up, bring some arrows. I don't know. Why would you even build an arrow with a gold tip? Gold is very, very soft, malleable metal. Yeah. You can pretty much bend it in your fingers. It's the most useless thing for an arrow. But yeah, she she takes a side man out, and we've lost all pretense now, haven't we? That that gold plates their breathing apparatus. Yeah, no. It's just, it's, yeah, it's like kryptonite kills them. Yep, yeah, it's like silver to a werewolf, isn't it? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, and also, so first of all, first question is, Lady P knows all about how gold affects Cybermen, but yeah. also the Cyber Leader 
knows that this is the work of Lady P. So the yeah. Cybermen know about Lady P now as well, even uh-huh. though they are like, you know, hundreds of years from yeah. the, her time. Yeah, this this is where you really needed a character like the Master in it that goes, I've stolen Time Lord records, I, I know all about this. Yeah, it makes no sense why the Cybermen know all of this stuff. Nope. What um, makes no sense is, yeah, that shot that you said about, you know, they used a helicopter flying over the trees yeah. and paint box the spaceship. It flies over Windsor and nobody notices it. Yeah, no one notices a spaceship. Um, De Flores has got gold dust. Why? Yeah. Well, presumably that's what he used to bribe customs. Oh, maybe yeah. that's how they got yeah. their builder's van into the country. Is this a bag of gold dust? Oh, it's not mine. Why don't you have it, officer? Oh, yeah, OK, you can come through with your uses. Yeah. This line the Doctor says about the metal, the nemesis, the is made from... The, what's it called? The, I've got it written down, I can't read my own writing. The vanillium? Something like that. But the Doctor says it was... A Unobtainium. Me- Unobtainium. Made by Omega and Rassilon. Rassilon! Thank you very much, you yeah. can do it much better than me. And that's an Andrew Cartmill edition. He put that line in. Um, and the bow, arrow and statue should never be brought together. Right. Yeah. Well, this, this for some reason, this living statue was the protection of Gallifrey. It was used as to protect Gallifrey from other races and that. I want to see that. Mm. I want to see. I want to see. You know, in um, Invasion of Time, where the Santarans invade Gallifrey, I want to see this statue of Lady Painful come running out, killing Derek Dedman. Yeah, that yeah. is a statue. <laughs> Uh, I've next written, oh dear God, the skinhead oh, scene. Oh, oh God. This this is the only thing I remembered from it. That they left this in. That someone made the conscious choice when they edited this to go, that's good enough for broadcast television. Yeah, you've got these two absolutely stock skinheads in their um, flight jackets. DMs. Uh, yeah, and they... Yeah, Lady Painful and um, Richard, that's his name, isn't it? Richard, yeah, Richard. wanders past. Or Dick, as I call him. Or Dick, yeah. Yeah, the Dick, yeah Dick wanders past. And they, they go, what, you meant to be social, social workers. workers? What does that mean? <laughs> it makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. When was the last time you saw a social worker in 16th century dress? <laughs> it's oh. terrible. It is so, so bad. Yeah. Um, also, what's bad is the Doctor jams the cyber signal with jazz. Yes. I can understand why that would happen, because I can't stand jazz. I I never have done it. It's just noise to me. Yeah, people that go, oh, jazz is a work of art, because it's it's different every time. That just means you can't play a tune. Yeah, it's just noise. Yeah, that's the equivalent of my cat running across a piano. Mm. I I I think Maggie would do a better job of it I think she would do a better job. Um, Yeah, and in the meantime, we find out that the Cybermen have... Because they flew to Windsor, they've they've put they found Lady Peenfort's tomb, and they've manhandled the the statue into this crypt, and then and then carefully arranged cobwebs over it. Yes. What what's going on? But also they're walking around completely unnoticed, aren't they? The Cybermen. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have much uh, hand clasping from David Banks here, don't we? This is the last ever appearance of David Banks, and I can't stand David Banks' cyber leaders. I I think it it works in Earthshock, but then it didn't work in anything else, I don't think. Um, Yeah, it's... People... We said when, you know, about um, 
Christopher Robbie in that in Revenge, the people go, oh, I don't like him, he, he's he's got a notion. Have you ever seen David Banks? Yeah. It, it is so yeah. panto. I can oh, totally yeah. believe that he went on, on the Colin yeah. Baker panto thing, didn't he? He was he did, a villain yeah. in that. Yeah. 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 yeah, he was terrible in that as well. I went to see that in... Um, you saw it. it. John, yeah, I, I saw it in the New Theatre Oxford when it was John Pertwee. Um, and it was, I think it was their second engagement and they hadn't worked any of the kinks out of any of it. It was comedy of errors. Um, it was nice to see John Pertwee in that, but I remember, I remember squirming in my seat it's a shame mobile yeah. phones weren't invented then, oh, you know, because there will yeah. be no visual documentation of that. None of it was I, filmed, I think, was it? I think there's a, a small bit of Super 8 film or VHS of something of one of the songs, right. I seem to remember. But yeah, no, the, weirdly, there was a, someone did record like half of it because there was a bootleg video going about with half oh. of it on, but they hadn't bothered recording it all. Which just is baffles. Was it the first um, half or the second half? Uh, I think it was the second half. Because um, if it was the first half yeah. only, you'd think yeah, that, you that, that's imagine, when yeah. one of the ushers had said, "Oi, yeah. turn Oi, that off." Oi, mate, yeah. Or they went, "I'm not wasting, I'm not wasting uh, video on this." Um, yeah, he he is terrible, David Banks. Um, do you, in the, in the run of that play, he once played the doctor because uh, I can't remember if it was John Pertwee or Colin was ill or couldn't make it. So he stepped in and played the doctor in a um, in a CND shirt and a Panama hat. Really? That that definitely doesn't exist for posterity. Oh, thank uh, goodness for that. Yeah. All right. Um, so these gunmen that yes. shot at the Doctor and Ace, it turns out they're guarding the spaceship. Yes. But Ace blows up the spaceship. So Ace has just murdered two guys. Now, they're being mind-controlled. Yeah. They're not necessarily evil. No. Well, I mean, A... I can understand you want mind-controlled humans to try and assassinate someone because you, you know, can you imagine um, it, it's panning around the Courtney Pine concert and it gets two Cybermen in all their chromy glory with hats on, <laughs> so smoking a pipe, dancing to the music. This jazz is excellent. Um, <laughs> so I can understand you would want uh, you would want humans for that, but why would you want humans on your ship guarding it? Just leave a Cyberman there. Yes. But yeah, Ace, because the Doctor goes, and again, one of his, he's got no, um, he's got no scruples, this Doctor, has he? He's like, I, I, I don't want you to carry about uh, Nitro 9, but I expect you to, so I'll use it when you, and yeah, she blows up the spaceship, kills these two, and then I think Sylvester McCoy makes something of, um, they, they were already dead or something. There's some line there oh, to try and just, that. yeah, it's another... It's another 80-yard line afterwards. So I imagine someone watching it on the first edit probably went, did Ace just kill two people in cold blood? Mm. Oh, better put a line in. See, that was my impression. I, yeah. I guess I didn't catch that line. Um, the Flores teams up with the Cybermen. Yeah. And episode two ends with the Doctor saying there's a cyber force up there, desperate for the nemesis, but they're shrouded. And we've got these cyber warships, which is patently yes. one ship that's just been superimposed yeah. many, many times. It's the cyber fleet. Mm. Yeah, terrible, terrible effect. Um, and we're we're already like we're already getting to the point where everyone's discussing double crossing everyone else. And I, I don't know whether this was thought. It was like really clever, sort of gangstery style dialogue. But it it just comes across as they're making this up as they go along. It's it's no, yeah. it ain't good. Um, oh, Anton. 
um, you know, when he's like talking to the cyber yeah. leader, it's clearly obvious he doesn't understand what any of this no, is all about. He's Not a clue. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, episode weirdly episode three. I, how do the Nazis? How does Deflores know anything about the Doctor? Mm. Who's told him in this short amount of time the Doctor's history? Because he mentions about the Doctor's secret. That's like, well, how do you know that? Is mm. was that meant to be a line for someone else? Yeah. And that's the point when the doctor turns up, and we got more prattling oh, about this, this whole this, this whole yeah. chess moves, da, 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 yeah. and and the Cybermen just and Nazis just yeah. stand there and watch him prattling about. If if you're going to show utter contempt in your program for your villains, what what are the are the audience going to do? Yeah, they they're going uh, rook to thing. Blah, 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 blah. I would have I would have paid money if either one of the Nazis or Simon just gunned them down at that point, yeah. and then wandered over, picked the bow up. That would can, have been brilliant. Can it's you such a stupid scene. Can you see the Fourth Doctor? We've just recently been talking yeah. about Revenge of the Cybermen. Can you see those Cybermen just standing around while Tom Baker no. was doing this? He would be no. shot immediately. Yeah. By now, the Cybermen have become a joke. Um, just awful. And I, it's a shame because I do like the Cybermen, but yeah, this, it's the fact they just watch them and like, ooh, what's this? What are they going to do? This is your mortal enemy. You were, you were shooting at earlier. Just kill him. Yeah. Why well, to the old cyber karate chop? They the, let the him put the bow and, on yeah. the Nemesis statue, and that's when yeah. Nemesis wakes up. Yeah, it becomes alive again. Yeah, and we have <coughs> a crappy bit with De Flores chucking the gold dust at the Cybermen. And legging it, oh. um, and and oh, yeah, no. yeah. I was we, gonna say we get the hitchhiker scene. No, well, before the hitchhiking scene, the doctor goes back to look at the chessboard, and then goes oh, back yeah. again. That's pure padding. There's yes. no, there's no need for that scene at all. Then we get the hitchhiking scene. Yeah. Yes, yes. Now I, I can't remember because it's been a long time since, like I say, since the VHS days that I saw watch the making of of this. Was this a case where um, J and T? thought he could get someone really famous like Joan Collins or something like that so they wrote this scene but then they couldn't so they bunged in some pretty much unheard of American actress that they managed to get hold no, of. No, JNT was a fan of this woman. Oh, okay. She was a big star like 20 years before and she was in England in a play or something or other but no. So, so basically at this point they, JNT is using Doctor Who as a meet the people I want to work with ticket, mm-hmm. and so the this is this is outrageous, isn't it? Because mm. this scene is awful, and it serves no yeah. purpose. I mean, they no, they, it goes on forever. As yeah, well. the only way that this scene could be improved would be instead of you have that American woman, you have Kenny Everett as Cupid Stunt. Oh, that would have been brilliant. Yeah. Can you imagine if they did get Kenny Everett in to play <laughs> Cupid Stunt in it? <laughs> that, that would have improved it. That it really would have improved, improved episode it, three. Yeah. It would have, yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Doctor gives the bow to Nemesis, and that's when we find out it's had other forms, this, this Nemesis yep. statue. And, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, now we have the long, prolonged sequence of Ace being shot at uh-huh. and defeating um, Cybermen with gold with coins a bag and a catapult. Of coins. Yes. I mean,. You, you vaguely could buy that an arrow pierces their chest unit and it's caused some damage. This is a, a, a sort of Beano-style catapult 
flicking coins at them and it's only got to just glance off them and they explode well they explode they do well first of all they just stand there yeah. while yeah. he takes aim and shoots then they explode they do this stupid little death wiggle yeah. with this stupid cry as they fall over are we supposed to be going yay go for it ace well, i think this is this is because the cyber massacre scene in the five doctors garnered much praise and i think this is them going people love when cybermen die let's have lots of cybermen die. Yep. without realizing that you've got to have some context Yes, but also when yeah. the cyber deaths in the Five Doctors, when they're going up against that that warrior robot thing, yeah. and that was an interesting design and it was executed yeah. well. This is this is Beano stuff, like you say. Yeah. yeah, I mean, would the Cybermen die if you just tricked them into picking one of the coins up? You I know, guess so. Could, it would the next thing be that you give them a slice of Christmas pudding and they're happily munching <laughs> on. Go, oh, it's a coin! It's got it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's rubbish. Um, and we get a really weird shot that I imagine is just the special effects guys want to do, where the Cyberman falls off the gantry. Yes. In this otherwise completely empty hangar. Mm-hmm. Ah, so weird. And that doesn't look for one no. second like a dummy no. loaded up with some explosives, <laughs> no, not, does not it? No, not I, I was convinced that that was a, that was a superhuman cyber robot uh, falling off that, yeah. That's a good point. Why do Cybermen explode? I don't know. I presume they were made by the same contractors that made the Sea View control panels. Oh, yeah. They just like bump into them and. Or they run off of diesel or yeah. something. Well, they could be. Yeah, they got petrol in them. Yeah, yeah. I've next written Good Grief, Shouty Angry Doctor, and the ship rocket engines firing. Oh, this again, this is this is Professor McCoy not being able to convincingly operate fake controls. So he does all this weird stuff with his umbrella. I hate that. Um, and then he, he, he's, he basically, again, tricks the Cybermen, in, or the Cyber Leader, into standing in front of the rocket. <laughs> oh. um, and then, uh, yeah, De Flores pops up, yeah. only to be yeah. shot. That's yeah. the end of him. Good man. Uh, yeah. you, you, you earned your £4.80 or whatever you got yeah. Lady P and, uh, and Baldrick, they turn up to oh. rubbishly stir yeah. up the mystery of the Doctor. Well, we get, we get this interminable... Do you know who the Doctor is? And I everyone's know going, his secret. I don't care. <laughs> I, love, I mean, I, I, I applaud the cyber leader there because he goes, I don't care. What difference does <laughs> it make to me? And that's what everyone should be saying. And then she tries to get Ace to do it. Have you never considered who the Doctor is? Oh, stop it, program. No one cares who the And unfortunately, is. this was carried over into the New Adventures oh, yes. books, wasn't yeah. it? And, and New Who. New Who's still doing it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Doctor is so much more... Uh, time Lord. He actually says it in one story, doesn't yeah. he? He, yeah. he actually says, oh, I'm much more than a Time Lord. Yeah, I think he, sa he says it to Davros, doesn't he, in the Dalek he, one? He does, he, yeah. yeah. Oh, bloody so Because Davros says something like, uh, we'll defeat you, Time Lord. And he goes, oh, I'm so much more. Yes. Are um, you, though? Are you really? <laughs> the cyber leader, he reckons the nemesis will take off and turn the Earth into a new Mondas yeah. for them. What, what, why, how? I know not. What's but then on? it gets worse because that's when the Lady P goes oh. mad. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, a, in a sort of comedy way of going mad, isn't it? I've gone mad! Screech, <laughs> run, yeah, And then she jump. jumps onto the statue. <laughs> and everyone just watches her. I, I, I would have liked it if... 
they would have just wandered over and said, come on, dear, come on. Yes. <laughs> Lifted her out of there. Off to bed, yeah. yeah off to bed. Um, but she yeah. somehow merges with the... I don't understand that I bit. Yeah. Um, we have a crap take-off of the comet. Yeah. We have a crap destruction of the cyber fleet. Yeah. Um, Richard the, kills the yeah. cyber leader, yeah. who has a stupid death. And... Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Richard's actually not a bad guy, is he? he no, he's, no, he's, 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 he's all right. He's just been led astray. Mm. Um, but yeah, I quite, I quite like his acting in this. I think he's putting a bit... Of, he's the only one putting any sort of effort into it. Terrible um, moustache, though. Oh, terrible, terrible. And it just annoys me that this plot is, is exactly the same as the Dalek one. It's like that was two stories earlier. Yep. And even the Doctor... Ace says to the Doctor, oh, just like you did with the Daleks. Yes, just yes. like you <laughs> did. And that's when it ends with yeah. Doctor, who are you? Yeah, well, they, they, they take Richard back in time and Richard decides to put on a hey, nonny, nonny <laughs> display for them. Hey, nonny, nonny. Yeah, and Ace says, who are you? And Sylvester McCoy winks at the camera or something. It, I, it was like, oh, Dreadful. Man. Just dreadful. Yeah. So do you think this is a fitting celebration of 25 years of Doctor Who? Bring back... Pip and Jane Baker. That's what I say. Yeah, I would have rather had yeah. Pip and Jane do something. It, yeah. it, it's, it's awful. My, my daughters are around now. I can't use words yeah. I'd like to use for the sign up. It's bally awful. Yes. Hey, nonny, nonny. Yes. Tis dire. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's dreadful. Dreadful. Um, yeah, it's dreadful. All right. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that's the discussion. Let's get through these tallies quickly okay. then. Um, so we have Earth Dates... Uh, both yeah, of them do. in Windsor. I mean, we could say West Sussex stroke Brazil, but we'll just stick with <coughs> Windsor. 1638 then, Windsor. Yeah. Anyone the, around that? Is that yeah. Evil of the Daleks time, isn't it? Is it? Uh, no, no. A bit uh, earlier. 1638, so in 1666... Oh, Great Fire of London. Yes, yes, sorry, the visitation, yeah. yes. It's, yeah. it, it threw me off. Put Heathrow and London, yes, that is All the right. visitation. Yeah. And 39 years before, in 1599, the 10th Doctor was in London for the Shakespeare Code. Oh, all right. All right, so that's that was a bit more convincing, wasn't it? Yeah, just a tad. Yeah. Better moustaches. Yes. Um, and then 1988, yeah. Windsor again. Not um, a classic year for, for Doctor Who, I don't think. Uh, well, we've got two years after this, the 7th Doctor's somewhere in England for Battlefield. Yeah. And three years before this, <coughs> three years before this nonsense, the first Doctor was on the egg in space for the Tenth Planet. Wow. It's just shocking. Mm. Um, the, uh, I forgot what I was going to say then. Shall I tell you, while you try yeah, and think on, about it, yeah, shall I tell you a bit behind the scenes? I already told you the Cybermats yeah. were meant to be... Um, knocking out the policeman but uh, no the only other snippet I've got is the only reason Anton Differing accepted this role was because uh, the filming occurred at the same time as Wimbledon and therefore he oh, could right. watch it on his TV in his hotel room Do you know what fair deuce to the bloke yeah. he was getting on in years he, I don't I do, you know, I don't blame him at all but I I can't even blame him for not putting any effort in I think right. I'd have probably been the same Oh, and the other thing was the the original choice uh, was Charles Gray. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Donald Pleasance would have been good, wouldn't it? Yep, that's all I've seen in the way of alternative castings. Yeah. All right. So, okay, we'll move on to tallies then. I thought okay. we'll do the Flores, um, Lady Penelope, and the Nemesis statue okay. itself, yeah. all right? But the Flores and Lady P, do we do design? Um, I don't think we can because. Should we go straight no, to adversary? Yeah, there's no him. design whatsoever. That he's a stock Nazi, isn't he? Mm. Um, a stock Nazi in a business suit. I, in fact, I imagine that was what Anton Diffin was wearing when he turned up. Yes. I'm not changing into a suit. I mean, he is great. I like Anton Diffring. Oh, he's great. Yeah, I love him. He has that menace about him. He's got a touch of the old Scarmans about him. Yeah. Hasn't he, you know? Um, I just wish they'd have given him something to get his teeth into, because he is a really good actor. But he's sleepwalking all the way through it. yeah, he's not putting any effort whatsoever. So Um, if you give him a final adversary rating... um, I can't... Remember him five is average. Yeah, I can't... I think I'm going to have to give him three... Okay. Um, because he, yeah, he's nothing. He doesn't deliver the lines well. He's not threatening. Um, he looks. I, I don't know how how close this was to his death, but he looks pretty pretty feeble in it. He doesn't look well. Um, but yeah, he's put no effort in whatsoever. So yeah, three. All right. Well, I gave four, so that's three and a half. All right. What about Lady P? We'll just do her adversary rating I, as well. I enjoy, like I say, I enjoyed the performance in episode one before she started going mad. I don't entirely know why she went mad. They make some reference that she saw her own grave and it would send her potty. I don't know. What? Um, I think it could have. This could have been a really good recurring villain. This could have been like the Rani or the Master. That you could have really made use of this because the potential is there. Totally wasted. Totally squandered. Um, uh, she's better than De Flores. She puts at least a little bit of effort in. Uh, I'm going to get a four. Uh-huh. Okay, I stayed with a four, so she gets a four. I <coughs> I don't think she went mad at the end. I think that's just badly acted hissy fit. Could you know, be, she's yeah. just angry that she's yeah. not getting her own way. All right, so Something she gets amazing. a four. But should we do design and effectiveness for yeah. the Nemesis statue? Because yeah. it does the, get up and move around. Yeah, the design, I think, is all right. I mean, they, they, you, they've gone for the front axial projection material. Always looks good. Um, I quite... The mask is a bit cheap, but I think it does the job. It's quite spooky. Yeah, I think the design is really good. Um, well, I say really good. It's okay, which for this show is really good. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I go for six. I think for this six. Design. All right. I, I've just had five average, mm-hmm. so that's five and a half. And effectiveness. It doesn't do anything. They keep banging on about how dangerous it is and all, all it does at the end is fly into the cyber ships and destroy them all yeah. I, I would have liked to see it do anything I'm presuming the suit just wasn't flexible enough for them to do much mm. sort of on on the stage or or anything like that um, so I, yeah a very average thing for so I'm going to go down to five for effective five okay well I stayed at four for yeah. that so that's four and a half Question for you, right? She yep. destroys, or it destroys the uh, the cyber fleet. Yep. Is that the destruction of Nemesis, or does Nemesis continue in its well, orbit thing and it's going to come back in another? I don't know, because because it does exactly the same as the Hand of Omega does. But at least at the end of that, the Doctor programs it to go back to Gallifrey. So I don't know whether perhaps it was meant to go back to Gallifrey or if it got destroyed, because it, it, the Nemesis doesn't seem to be something that would have gone. 
it seems to have its own reasoning. So I don't. Th- if if the doctor had said go off and kill yourself, I think it would have gone on your bike, mate. Hmm. Maybe it's still out there then, yeah. floating through the cosmos. Perhaps that, perhaps that was the idea. They thought uh, in the uh, the 50th anniversary there'll be one in to bring the nemesis back, won't they? We'll get Kevin Clark to write it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, I know he's he's doing an extra shift at McDonald's now. <laughs> Oh, all right, so our final adversary ratings. Then the lowest score today is... Oh, my headphones nearly fell off. Um, in shock, in protest. <laughs> is uh, three and a half for De Flores. So he is living in a caravan. Oh, what a quality caravan number three and a half is. Terry Leptal's in there. Oh, dear. Yeah, the Animus is in there. Oh. Moon Spiders... He's not going to enjoy this, is no. he? And the the chocolate loving Sontaran Shallow. Oh God, De Flores. I feel quite sorry for De Flores now. Yeah, I think De Flores could order Sontaran Shallow around. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but ah, oh, that's not a caravan I want to stay. In. Nope. And now Lady P, yeah. she is uh, sharing a caravan number four with Ike Clanton. Okay. Yeah. Well, she'll dominate him. She would, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Fisher King. Oh, big tall fella, yeah. Yeah. And then she might get on with our, our final resident, Kaftan. Oh, I think they would get on, yeah. Yeah. I think they would They would form like a, a ladies' um, chaos circle where they're just plotting. Yeah. And then they'll see see who could overact each other. For eternity. For eternity, that. yeah. And then, I, I think she'll be happy, though. I'm, yes. I'm right with that. Yeah. Um, so here we go. The... Um, the nemesis then yep. is at number five with the uh, siren. That's the mermaid siren Ooh, thing, yes, isn't it? The Matt Smith one. Thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shock eye of the whatever. Grig. Grig, yeah. Yeah. The Rachnos. Oh, it's mm. going downhill rapidly. And Crotons. Okay, that's a very average caravan, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Very average. Yep, yep, yep. Right, so that's that. Um, I'm guessing this story's not in your top ten. No. But is it in your bottom three? What are my bottom three at the moment? Right. Your absolute worst one ever, the biggest stinker so far for you, is Paradise Towers. Oh, God. Right. That's number one. Number two is the Happiness Patrol. Yeah. And number three is the Underwater Menace. Do you know what? I... Even though they're, they're terrible, terrible stories... I think they were at least trying for something. This is such a wasted opportunity. I, I think this is going in um, at the head. I think this is At number terrible. one? Yeah. Oh, blimey, I didn't think you were going to go all the way I, I to could, the bottom. I could see myself watching The Underwater Menace again. Yes. it has a bit of charm. I may be wanting to watch yeah, The Underwater possibly Menace. possibly wanting. Um, and I, I can appreciate what... That they're not for me, but I can appreciate what Happiness Patrol uh, was trying to do. But this, yeah, this is this is just awful. Okay, right. I've been ruminating over this. Yeah. All right. My 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 at the moment my bottom three. The worst one for me is Paradise Towers. Yeah. Then it's the Caretaker, right? And then it's the Happiness Patrol. All right. And I was gonna put Silver Nemesis joint third with the Happiness Patrol. Yeah. Because I'm still very annoyed by the caretaker. But the more I think about Silver Nemesis, there were things in the caretaker, nothing to do with the doctor, 
but you know old Danny Pink was good in it you know there were yeah. moments in it you know so I'm putting Silver Nemesis in second place wow I can't put it higher than Paradise Towers because no, I'm, I'm still suffering from the shock. Unlike you, I've only recently seen Paradise Towers, yeah, so it, it, that I've wound is still times, yeah, yeah. The, the wound is still quite raw for me for Paradise yeah. Towers. I, I've managed to put loads of, of Colin Baker flavored TCP on mine. Yes. Yes. Um, wow. So isn't it weird that so my top three, my bottom three are all Sylvester McCoy. So are mine now. Um, yeah, yours are. I, uh, <laughs> I honestly it's, thought New Who would get would trounce yeah. in being bad with me getting rid of the caretaker yeah. that's the last remnant yeah. of new, new Who in bottom three yeah will will there be anything worse than Sly's stories I don't know yeah. and, and looking up the list of our top tens there is no New Who in our top tens at the moment no I sort of figured that because I, I was thinking the other day I was thinking, would I watch, is there any new Who episode that I would watch over a classic one? And I couldn't think of one. Well, you know, as this show goes on, we might find one. Might do, yeah. There might be that hidden gem. Hmm. All right. Um, we're almost done, but uh, I have a little bit of feedback. Oh, cool. Okay, um, yep, yep. Um, this is from a new commentator over on NeoZaz by the mm. name of Nicholas Clark. So thank you, Nicholas Clark, for your feedback. He no says... relation to Kevin Clark, I hope. Oh, oh, it could be, couldn't it? Mm. Oh, well... He oh might take this back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, Nicholas, for the moment, says this on NeoZaz, and he's, he's talking about the Revenge of the Cybermen episode right. when we talk about 70s Cybermen. Um, another great podcast. I've listened to so many now, it feels like Ian and Eric are part of my family. Well, not if Kevin's in well, it. Well, you That's haven't sent any Christmas presents. <laughs> Maybe this Christmas. Yeah. Um, I'd forgotten that Revenge of the Cybermen was the first VHS release. I can yeah. still remember renting it out from my local video store. Then were the days. Then was the days when that's all you had in the way of yeah. who. And now we've got Silver Nemesis. I mean, look how things change. No one's renting that, honey. No, no. You'd want your money back, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Nicholas. Yeah, thank you very much, Nicholas. That's very kind of you. Thank you for that. I'm not sure you want us in your family, but... <laughs> right, well, since this show started, when we finished with old Sylvester, we've moved to the Ninth Doctor. But, of course, yes. apart from the specials... Um, we've done him, haven't we? We yeah. have done him. So what we're going to do every time this Ninth Doctor slot comes round from now on, we're going to have another special, aren't we? Yes, how lucky you are. And it's Ian's turn this time, because yes. I did the last one. So it's your turn. Would you like to announce what we're doing? Yes, so I thought we're going to look at um, those plastic people, the Autons. Um, so we're going to be looking at uh, Spearhead from Space, Terror of the Autons, Rose, and we'll probably just mention the, uh, the Raw Reconnection, because it's not really mm. a, an Auton episode. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm quite looking forward to that. This this is going to be a game of uh, contrasts. Can I, I tell yeah, you, you s it's amazing you just said game of contrasts. I, after I watched episode three of Silver Nemesis, I took yeah. it out the player and I put in episode one of Spearhead from Space. <laughs> and oh That's my God. Yeah. <laughs> is, are, th are these the same show? <laughs> you know? it's, it's frightening, isn't it? It's, it's incredible. The, the contempt that TV 
developed for their viewers comparing it yeah I, I think it'll be interesting because I know um, I know Terror Diortons is, is very very fondly looked at by fandom um, I, I might have some different opinions on that um, but yeah it, I think this will, this will be a good one I've, I've still got to watch Rose though so yeah, I've, 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 watched, <laughs> I've watched two episodes because when we do specials, we announce to each other. It's not a surprise when we yes, announce the specials because there's multiple them. stories and we've only got a week to watch them if we did it that way. So, so we always announce to each other, you know, a few weeks before, don't we? So We do, because contrary to popular belief, that Doctor Who is not all we watch, is it? No, no, there are a few yeah. other things. Um, so, yeah, I, but, yeah, I'm two episodes into Spearhead from Space at the moment, but the last time I watched the, the this, or uh, Terror of the Autons, was introducing our son to Doctor Who. So it's a very wow. long time ago since I last watched these, because, like you say, we have so many other shows that we do each yeah. week. We don't have time for just putting on something that's not going to be about a podcast that's coming. Yeah, up. yeah. We it, when we do these, like when we did Blake Seven and that, that basically stopped us watching Blake Seven for a year and a bit. Plus, we we did, yeah. just didn't have time to just for yeah. entertainment value watch another Blake Seven. It would have to be with a view to writing notes because we're going to be yeah. talking about it soon. You know. Do you find yourself when you're watching other things that you you mentally go, "I'll make a note of that." Oh, I'm not. I'm not making notes for this one. I, d I do yeah. sometimes when I, I watch something and if it's got special yeah. effects in it, go, ah, I could do an effectively yeah. speaking on that. Yeah, I'll definitely. see something and I'll think, oh, I'll, I'll speak to Eric about that. And I think, oh, no, we're not, we're not doing we we're not do doing that. Picard. <laughs> what the hell yeah. yeah. Okay, so, yeah, folks, uh, yeah, um, I don't know whether you've enjoyed listening to us going on about Silver Nemesis, um, but uh, you might enjoy it better next week because I think we've got mo far more... Uh, praise to heap <laughs> we have yeah. this week I think there's more there's more chance of some of the stories for the autons heading towards our top ten than the bottom yes three yeah um, mind you you and I haven't gone back to Rose yet though no that's we? true it might be an, it might be a classic we've forgotten about yes um, or a complete stinker like this one yes yes yeah. um, but yeah if you like because I imagine there's some people that do like Silver Nemesis let us know why on the Facebook page um, yeah, and what um, are we missing? What, something? Yeah, yes, yeah. All right, okay. Join us in a week, then, folks. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm back to doing early, so there will be what uh, one out next week again. All right. Yes, because th this episode was very much cursed, wasn't it? And we, I, we've changed the scheduling of recordings. I so do many believe there, there were signs and portents because yes. number one, my work got in the way, so that delayed it by a week. Yeah. Um, then I had to take my daughter to work the other day, so that put it back by yeah. a couple of days. Then you fell ill. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was ill yesterday. We meant to do this yesterday, and I, I fell ill. Um, yeah, I think the universe was trying to say, don't do it, guys. Don't do it. If we had decided, oh, let's choose something else, I think we both immediately would have felt better. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. We've I purged it out so. of our systems. We've yeah. got it out of our systems now, though, haven't we? We will yes. never have well, to come back to this. No, tell a lie, we will. We've got oh, to do we've got to do, we've got to do 80s Cybermen, haven't yeah. we? Oh, blast. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, but that could be a long, 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 long way off. It All could, right? yes. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we'll yeah. see if my memory cheats again. That, yeah. can, so. All right. Okay, all right. Speak to you in a week then, Ian. Nice one. Right. Thanks a lot, then. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.